Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. Today we are cooking something that I have been looking forward to sharing with you because it's an amazing recipe. It's for chocolate chip cookies. Now these are the kind of chocolate chip cookies that are chewy and golden. Not crispy, not cakey. They won't rise a lot. They're just going to spread out and get chewy. I have to confess that I am not a chocolate chip cookie fan. I'd much rather, in most circumstances, have an oatmeal cookie, and I'll make that recipe with you later. But these are amazing. These are so good that they have significantly changed my mind about chocolate chip cookies. I kind of inhale these, as probably will you. If you're coming to me from the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com, you've already seen the list of ingredients and the list of equipment. If you are coming to me from somewhere else, I would like to suggest that you check out the website and there you can find out what you need ahead of time and not be caught by surprise when the podcast starts. These are very easy to make. They don't need a lot of equipment or fuss. I think you're going to agree with me that if you like chewy chocolate chip cookies, this is the last recipe you're ever going to need to look for. So here are the list of ingredients. That is a half cup sugar, three quarters of a cup brown sugar, packed, one teaspoon of salt, a half cup of butter, melted, one egg, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, one and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour, a half teaspoon of baking soda, four ounces of milk chocolate or semi-sweet chocolate, and those can be chunks or chips, either one, and another four ounces of dark chocolate chunks. And I suppose if you don't have those and you've got something else in the house, you could use that. But my recommendation is the milk chocolate chips and the dark chocolate chunks. The only do-ahead is to melt the butter before you start. The only other thing you should know is that these cookies have to chill before you bake them. This is one of the most fun things about this recipe for me. The longer you chill them, the more intense the toffee flavor gets. So it becomes kind of fun to see what happens the longer you leave it in the refrigerator. The other thing is, of course, that because it gets refrigerated and it needs to sit anyway, 
You can bake a few of these at a time if you want to. Just enough for tonight and then just enough for tomorrow night. So let's get started. You do not need to preheat your oven yet because you're gonna have to chill the cookie dough anyway. So you'll need a large bowl and a whisk and we're gonna start by putting the sugars in the bowl. That's a half cup of white sugar and then three quarters of a cup of packed brown sugar and I'm using a quarter of a cup measure and I'm scooping it three times. For those of you who haven't done a lot of baking before, I think this is a great recipe for starting with. You should know that brown sugar is always or almost always packed tightly into the cup. I don't think I've ever seen a recipe that said loosely packed. So go ahead and push it down into the cup until it's level with the top. So that's three quarters cup brown sugar and a half a cup of white sugar. And then we need a teaspoon of salt and then your half cup of butter, which is one stick. And we're gonna put that into the, in with the sugars in a big bowl. And then we're gonna stir it up with a whisk if you have one. Until it's sort of a paste and there's no discernible lumps anymore. You can't tell that the white sugar and the brown sugar are different and it's not lumpy. Now that's a little hard to tell, or at least I've decided it's a little hard to tell because it doesn't really get unlumpy, but it gets less lumpy. It sort of all comes together eventually and it's there's no separation of ingredients. And if you'd had any lumps, for instance, in your brown sugar when you first put it in, you have to keep stirring it until those are gone. But it doesn't take very long. Once everything's come together there, we're going to add an egg. I find it easier to crack them on a flat surface than on the edge of the bowl. I think it makes a cleaner break, oddly enough. And if you're fairly new to cracking eggs or if you have an anxiety about it, crack it into a small bowl rather than right into the mixing bowl because that way if any shell comes off you have a chance to fish it out of there before it goes into the cookie dough. The other thing we're going to add at this point is the vanilla. This is two teaspoons of vanilla but I only tell you that because what I use is something wonderful from a company called Penzi's Spices which you can find at penzies.com. They make a double strength pure vanilla extract and it's magical. You use the same amount of vanilla as the recipe would say, but it doubles the flavor. I'm gonna suggest that if you don't have that, that you go ahead and try putting in two teaspoons of the vanilla, or at the very least, a teaspoon and a half because it intensifies the flavor and it's kind of lovely in there. All right, once those are in, we're just gonna stir it again. Just sort of hand beating it until light ribbons fall off the whisk. Now, what does that mean? That means it's not clumps. That means it's not streams. That means that it, it kind of, it's beautiful to look at. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a chocolate waterfall, only it's not chocolate, obviously. 
and it just sort of streams off the whisk in this lovely ribbon-like form. It doesn't look like a liquid exactly. It doesn't look like a solid exactly. And at this point, once, once you're getting that effect, you're done with your whisk. And we're going to swap it out for a spatula or a spoon, cleaning off as much of the good stuff from the whisk before we throw it in the sink, because this is the good stuff, you know? Butter, brown sugar, vanilla, oh my goodness, the things that make cookies great. The next step might seem daunting. We're going to sift in some flour and baking soda. Now you may ask, why does it need to be sifted, or do I really need to sift it? The answer is because if you don't sift it, you might get lumps of flour that are going to be hard to get rid of once they get into this moist environment. And once it's sort of powdery and feathery, it's easier to mix in. However, you do not have to have a flour sifter in order to do this. And in fact, it's actually easier to not use a sifter. If you have one, go ahead and use it. But if you don't, and what you do have in your house is a fine sieve, just a metal sieve like you would use to rinse berries off or strain a can of beans, anything like that. We're going to use that instead of the sieve. Here's another tip. When you scoop the flour out, unless it specifies it in the recipe that you want to scoop the flour with a measuring cup, you shouldn't do that because it compacts the flour and it gives you way too much, way more than you need. So instead, spoon the flour into the cup, scrape it off with the handle of the spoon, and then put it into the sieve and just tap the sieve a little bit. Just shake it, tap it. It'll sift into a fine powder. And you're using a cup and a quarter. See? See how beautifully that comes out once it's sifted? And this is coming from somebody who never used to sift anything. I hated it. I hated sifting it. The sifter where you squeeze the handle made my, made my hands tired. It seemed to take forever. It wasn't very efficient. Now that I just use a sieve, it's so easy. I don't have to do anything. You just hit the edge of the sifter against your palm or shake it until all the flour is in. There we go. The next thing is the baking soda. And for that, we need a half a teaspoon. Baking soda, not baking powder, one half teaspoon. And you can just sprinkle that in on top of the rest. Now we're gonna stir in the flour and baking soda. We're stirring it into the lovely caramel-colored brown sugar butter mixture. Don't stir it a lot. Try to stir it gently with a spoon or spatula to get it all incorporated without mixing it too hard. You do not want to use any kind of stand mixer or any kind of electric equipment. This is to be mixed by hand because if you overmix it, the gluten in the dough will get tough and you'll end up with cakier cookies, which is not why you're here. Chewy or bust, that's what I say. Right, once that's mixed in, as well as you can without beating the heck out of it. Now we're going to add the last best ingredients and this is the chocolate chips. I use a scale for this. You could eyeball it. In fact maybe I could even help here. 
So here are my chocolate, here's my milk chocolate ones. The bag is 11 and a half ounces, so I can't just say half a bag. So I'm measuring out four ounces. And you know what I'm gonna do for you, just in case you don't have a scale at home, is see how much that is. Four ounces looks to be about three quarters of a cup is what I would say. Maybe a little bit, a little bit more than three quarters of a cup. And those go in the batter. And now I'm gonna add the chocolate chunks. What I have is 62% cocoa dark chocolate chunks. They're just little squares. And you could use chips, but the chunks are a little bigger, I think, and kind of fun in contrast. Four ounces of those. And they go in as well. And then we're gonna fold those in. Folding means you don't really just stir them. You don't get very vigorous. You do this gently, stir it into your dough, kind of pick up a bunch from the bottom and then fold it over. Don't be surprised if your chocolate chips and chunks do not stay in the dough but fall back out. Part of that is because the dough is kind of stiff, and part of that is because this is a lot of chocolate for this amount of dough. This is a good thing, so don't worry about it. Any that are resistant, completely resistant to being incorporated into this dough, we can pick up and stick in with our fingers when we put it on a cookie sheet. Your dough now needs to go into the refrigerator. If you're leaving it overnight, I would cover it with plastic so that it doesn't get dried out. If you're gonna leave it for half an hour, you're probably fine without covering it. Keep in mind that the longer you chill it, the more intense the flavor's gonna be and the deeper the color is gonna be. If you can stand to wait until tomorrow for your cookies, you'll have better cookies. I'm not gonna do that. However, I am gonna put them away in the refrigerator for probably four or five hours. And maybe I'll only cook enough for tonight and save the rest for tomorrow. About a half an hour, at least a half an hour before you intend to cook, you're gonna to wanna to turn your oven on to 350. So you can turn off the podcast now for a little bit. Come back to me whenever you are ready to move forward with baking the Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. These cookies. Okay, let's finish these cookies up. Yummy. I hope you've already preheated your oven. It should have had plenty of time to eat so that the center of the oven is actually hot enough to cook what we need to cook. You're gonna take your dough out of the refrigerator now. If you wanna make really big cookies, you could use an ice cream scoop for this part. If you want normal size cookies, I would just use a tablespoon. For this part, you need a cookie sheet and parchment paper. Parchment paper is a magical stuff that means you don't have to wash the cookie sheet and that the cookies won't stick. I don't want mine huge. I like them smaller because then I can eat more of them. And so I'm going to use a tablespoon and I'm going to put heaping scoops, heaping scoops. Now the dough is hard. Wow, yeah, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Heaping scoops of this dough. So it's kind of like a ball that I use the bottom part of the tablespoon for. They need to go on your cookie sheet. If you're using an ice cream scoop, they need to go at least four inches apart because these babies are going to spread out quite a lot. If you're using a tablespoon like I am, probably two inches apart. Just know they're going to spread. Chances are good. In fact, they're going to spread into each other and you're going to have to separate them before you can get them off the cookie sheet. Don't get them too close to the edge. They're going to spread right off of there. And actually, since you're doing this at the same time I am, you could go away. You could turn off the podcast and come back when you're done. If you have chocolate chips or chocolate chunks that stay in the bottom of the bowl and won't stick in the dough, when you're done putting the cookies on the cookie sheet, just pick them out of the bowl and stick them onto the, you know, stick them into one of the cookies that looks like it doesn't have as many. The more the merrier. And come back to me when your cookies are already on the sheet, and I'll tell you what to look for about when to take them out. All right, there are two hard parts of this recipe, and this is the first one. The first one is not quite knowing when to take the cookies out of the oven. The recipe says when they just start to turn brown on the edges. Unfortunately, the cookies are a little brown already, so it's hard to tell when they start to develop a little browning on the edges. You're gonna look at them with slightly brown edges and you're gonna say, this doesn't look done. And so I'm gonna leave it a few more minutes. That would be a mistake, don't do that. 
if you're using the ice cream scoop to make these cookies, you're going to want to cook them 12 to 15 minutes. You really just have to watch it. You don't want them to brown all over. They're going to look not done when you take them out and that's okay. If you're using the tablespoon, like I did, you'll want to start checking them at about 10 minutes. Mine were in for 13. The variables here are what kind of cookie sheet you use, how big your scoops of cookie batter were, and how accurate your oven is or how hot it heats. So I can't give you an exact time. You'll have to figure that out on your own. Once you take them out of the oven, it's probably best to let the cookies sit for a couple of minutes. They're going to come out a little puffy and then you need to let them just sink. If you try to move them off the cookie sheet too early, they're going to just tear and not stay together. So give them a couple of minutes to cool and then move them to a cooling rack. And now here comes the second tricky part. You need to leave them until they're completely cool. I know you think I'm crazy because everybody prefers to eat chocolate chip cookies while the chocolate is still melty. In fact, for a long time, until I found this recipe, that was the only way and the only reason I liked chocolate chip cookies. However, I have learned from experience that these really do taste better, much better, if you let them cool. The chocolate is still going to be soft. Don't worry about that part. The cookie, however, has less flavor when it's hot. If you just let it sit and cool, you'll be glad you did. I know you're all going to try it anyway because it's what we do and then you'll see for yourself. But I'm just telling you at the outset, if you can be patient, it'll be worth it. And that's all I got for you today, but I think it's plenty. I only cooked half of my batch of cookie dough, so I get to have the second half tomorrow. And until those are gone and you're ready to cook something new, happy cooking. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.